Welcome to Blockchain Inside. The podcast is co-produced by Purdue Blockchain Lab and CastBox. I'm Coach Colbertson, and with me is Kimberly Colbertson, and today we have Michael Sullivan on the show. Thanks for having me, Coach and Kimberly. It's great to be here. Our vision for this podcast is to connect everyone in the blockchain industry and explore the most up-to-date news. We hope that this podcast will be educational, easy to understand, and inspirational for all our listeners. So, Michael, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit of your story with blockchain? Sure thing. I got seriously involved with blockchain around the end of 2016 and began diving into the space, researching, trading, and everything like that. Uh, around the same time, I was uh, developing some uh, real estate technology. A colleague and I were building a application that took 3D models and imported um, 3D furniture into it uh, so that by, so that homeowners could see what furniture looked like and felt like in their space before purchasing directly. Nice. Uh, thanks. <laughs> Those worlds kind of uh, collided at the end of 2017 um, when I started getting involved in real estate chain. I met uh, Jack Lau, the founder of Bitcoin Gold, and um, through some collaboration, uh, we took some of the things I was working on and some of the things we were working on um, identified further problems in this in the real estate industry and how they could be applied to blockchain uh, real estate chain was born so it's not that we saw some major issues in real estate where content and data was completely controlled uh, by certain third parties private data collection companies marketing companies like Zillow these decades-old MLS systems right. and the space, exactly and the space is just completely a mess and the people getting really squeezed are the real estate agents and the homeowners and the property owners are just completely forgotten. So before we could uh, apply some of the fun 3D, AR, VR, and visual things we were working on, we saw a real need to create a new infrastructure for real estate content and data. And we think the right way to do this is to decentralize content and data and empower the homeowner and the property owner to build up what we call a prop wallet, which is a virtual representation of their home or property that consists of everything, really. The images, the floor plans, the 3D models, the uh, historical data, the inspection things, the vendors they've worked with, um, and also everything that represents your home or property, um, allowing you to contribute directly to that and also integrate with other people who can help you build it up. And that prop wallet has value on market and off market. So tell us a little bit about, let's drill down a little bit more into some of these, into some of these serious problems in the market. You know, uh, we're talking, you know, the prop wallet is a really interesting proposition. Um, but help us understand a little bit more how that solves some of these issues. Definitely. So the way it works right now in the space is that, um, there's these decades old MLS systems. They're called multiple listing services and they're private databases and only the real estate agent can write to them. The problem is that uh, over time, third party companies like Redfin, Zillow, others here in the United States have gained licensing access to these and they pull the content from these systems 
And they started with an initially very useful service, which was getting a lot of eyeballs on the listings, getting highly ranked on Google, uh, getting people and traffic to those listings for the real estate agent. So this started as out as great. Um, but like so many of these companies um, that develop a good base of contributors, in this case, the real estate agents, uh, they begin to take more and more. So Zillow started um charging more and more money for agents to be premier agents if you don't subscribe right. to them and if you don't subscribe to their model they uh they'll get other they'll direct the traffic to other agents so the real estate agents really left with no choice and they're starting to take more and more and um the agents are are losing out and um really the agencies have no control over how the uh how the data and content is monetized anymore So as we shift into a blockchain solution, what are the key elements of applying blockchain successfully in real estate? And why do you think blockchain is the future for solving those kinds of problems? For sure. Uh, There's a lot of interesting work going on in the blockchain real estate space. Um, On the investment side, and there's people doing work into different models of tokenizing houses or REIT type structures to get people involved in, um, in investing or purchasing um, real property assets with tokens. Um, there's also work going on into uh, tokenizing titles and deeds, which is a really messy space with, you know, where you have a lot of organization and, and um, to do between pulling records from different municipalities. And it's, it's really, a uh, difficult problem to solve, but a lot of these things are coming together on the blockchain. And uh, we think the future of, of uh, property transactions and just interaction with people in the, in the home and real estate ecosystems is going to be through smart transactions on the blockchain. So we're aiming to be the infrastructural platform where the data and content is managed and um, properly attributed to the people who contribute uh, to the system and also we want to be the the visual platform where um, on top of the infrastructure we're building for data and content we can um, make applications and tools that are visually useful and appealing for the different uh, contributors Uh, we hope to integrate with um, different players in the space um, who solve some of these other real estate problems in time sharing or home sharing or with titles and deeds or various uh, other other contributors. And, and I really see a day where all of these are going to come together and uh, it'll be a powerful network effects that cut out a lot of um, unnecessary uh, parties that are, are have a big control over the space right now. Well, that sounds a little subversive to the powers that be. <laughs> I like this. Okay. So blockchain is obviously it's an awesome technology as we're, as we're digging down into more and more applications of it, but it also has its limits. And so let me ask you, so do the constraints of blockchain kind of uh, inform what's happening here? Can, you know, do, do the constraints and how does that factor in in terms of uh, supporting blockchain tech? How do, you know, how do the constraints allow us to build a more powerful solution for the real estate market? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so some of the constraints that are on our radar that we're dealing with right now and engineering and everything like that is how much velocity can uh, these blockchains handle? How many transactions per second? Uh, what makes sense to host on the blockchain and what doesn't. Um, 
you know, transactions on the blockchain are, are expensive and everything like that. So we're starting as a, as a ERC-20 and uh, token, which means we're building on top of the existing Ethereum network. Um, but that does have some constraints in terms of speed and throughput and things like that. And they're proposing several scaling solutions coming up in the future, Plasma Chain along with others. Um, but a problem that a lot of uh, that ourselves and others are having with uh, building on top of Ethereum is as we have adoption on the network um, and we, we need a handle, we need a system that is able to handle a lot of transactions, uh, some weight, and um, there's big uncertainty whether Ethereum is going to be the, the long-term solution for that. Other smart contract platforms are emerging like EOS, uh, VeChain, Neo, uh, that might be viable alternatives. And um, we're also exploring the possibility of down the road um, engineering our own blockchain solution, but that, that requires a lot of work as you could imagine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's why they pay you the big bucks. <laughs> right. Well, we are coming into a landing with this podcast. We're just about out of time. But before we do that, can you tell our audience how they can connect with you? And also, are there any resources that you would recommend for blockchain enthusiasts? Absolutely. All right. Um, you can connect with me um, by going to our website, Twitter at token underscore Mike underscore and um, for resources for anyone looking to learn more about blockchain, I love Laura Shin's podcast, um, the uh, Unchained podcast. And that's a, a great place to start diving deep into things. Awesome. Well, Michael, it has been a genuine pleasure to, uh, to have you on the show. Thank you so much for bringing this information to us. It's been great. Thank you, Coach and Kimberly. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks for following up with us today at Blockchain Inside. The podcast is co-produced by Purdue Blockchain Lab and CastBox. Please subscribe to our show on castbox.fm slash blockchain lab and leave a comment there if you have any questions. I'm Coach Colbertson. With me is Kimberly Colbertson. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Thanks so much, guys.